Hi, my name is Nikki, and welcome to Quick Picks, a reader's advisory podcast for all kinds of media available at the library. If you want suggestions on what to try next, we're here to help. Hello. Being that this is February and typically we all celebrate Valentine's Day this month, and in the past we've done various different spins on romance, I thought it would be fun to do an episode entirely on man's best friend, the love of dogs. So Tana's with me today to talk about our favorite books about dogs of various different types. Hi Tana, welcome back. Hello Nikki. I cannot wait to talk about dogs. (laughs) I think it's going to be very fun and we have so many titles. Yes, and I didn't even go down the road of like the popular books, Lily and the Octopus, um, Marley and Me. I know, I didn't go down that road. I feel like those books that we all already know about, so I tried to pick a little bit more obscure books. Yes. Yeah, so... What is your first dog book? Okay, my first dog book was called The Friend, and it's by Sigrid Nunez, and she was a National Book Award finalist. So this book is is written a little different than some of the books I usually read because it's more like she's just kind of rambling on, telling this little story, but this story is a little different because she ends up with a dog. Her friend and mentor has passed away and left her the dog. Well, she is grieving and her dog is grieving. So the relationship between Apollo and the author, who you never find out the name of, you never find out who's telling you the story, it just Mm. goes along, are both dealing with this loss and they're dealing with it in different ways. But the dog, I just loved the dog and how the dog kind of won her over. Yeah. As they were both trying to get through this, the, there were some very funny parts. Picture a Great Dane in a one-bedroom apartment in Manhattan, <laughs> and the fact that the apartment building doesn't allow dogs. Oh, this isn't a dog you can sneak in. Mm-hmm. So she had a little help from some of the people in the apartment building to kind of keep her secret for a while, as they were trying to work through. <laughs> A secret great Some Dane. Different things. A secret great Dane. <laughs> Some people just kind of looked the other way, and she would just say, "I'm, I'm just pet sitting it, you know, whatever." But then, as the story goes on, they really do develop a friendship. This dog and this person, and they both are working through their grief. Aww. So it was. It was a very good story. It was a little sad in parts. Mm-hmm. Um, the dog gets very old by the end and they go off to the beach and to tell you the ending I don't know what happens in the end okay they're at the beach it's kind of a choose your own adventure at the end (laughs) I wouldn't stop it from reading the book yeah but it was as I have an aging dog we know eventually something's going to happen and that was kind of what I felt about Apollo yeah it's a great dog he helped her she helped him and they had some adventures together yeah but he's an old dog so that was my first one I loved it I read it a couple years ago and that was actually the first book that came to my mind yeah when we talked about doing this so it has stuck with me the second book I read was the love story of Missy Carmichael 
The cover looks kind of like a, a light, happy read. It has some light, happy stuff in it, but it's a story of a woman who is by herself. And at the beginning of the story, you don't really know if her husband has passed away, has left her. You don't really get a good sense of what has happened. But as the story unfolds, you kind of find out what has gone on in their lives and the, and the different choices and decisions that they've made. So that's kind of Missy's backstory. She goes to the park one day and meets somebody who is passing out scones or something silly like that. And she just kind of has this odd friendship with her. And then there's, and that's Sylvie. And then she meets Angela and Otis. And Otis is a little boy about the same age as her grandchild who has moved to Australia. So she's missing her grandson and she sees this little boy. So these women kind of form a group of, a group that help each other out. Mm. Well, then there's a dog, Bob, who needs some place to stay and Bob can't stay with Angie. So she comes to live with Missy changes her whole life, her whole perspective on things, and it gets her out of her house, which you find as the story goes on is really what she needed. The dog walking group in here, super fun. They throw parties, they do all kinds of stuff together. <laughs> um, you learn, like I said, more about her family, her daughter and her son, and the choices that they have made and some different things. There is a twist at the end that I did not see coming. And to spoil, the dog does die. Oh, it's okay. a quick little paragraph. I wouldn't let it stop you from reading the book because there's so much else in this book. Yeah. But I know we kind of wanted to, to let our yeah, listeners know if <laughs> it was going to crush your soul or not at the yeah, end. Yeah, that's a, that's a game changer. It's a deal breaker for a lot of people. If it the is. dog is going to die, they don't want to read it. So Exactly. We will warn you. That's that's your warning. The rest of the book though and the antics that the dog gets into <laughs> are so fun. So Aww. for me, it was a, a little blip of, oh shoot. But then going on to see what else is going to happen now that she doesn't have that dog anymore too. Like okay. what is she going to yeah. do? So that was good. I read it actually all in one day. So boom, done. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Then my last one is London's number one dog walking agency. And I remember vaguely hearing about this like a year ago in a podcast that I was listening to. So I had it down in my notes somewhere. But this story is about Kate. She is a dog walker in London. But... That's not how she starts. She starts as a job at Sotheby's as basically a receptionist type thing. She makes mistakes all the time. She's just not happy. Her and her boyfriend are in a small kind of dumpy place. She's like, I need something different. So she decides with no dog experience that she is going to be a dog walker and she is going to have a dog walking agency. (laughs) So what unfolds over the next years in her life is her dog walking agency, how she kind of comes to have dogs that she walks, some of the things that she learns along the way (laughs) as being a dog walker. She hires people and fires people, which was kind of an interesting part of this too, where, you know, the, the owner would say that they just that person just did not work for them or whatever. 
There were some very um, pampered pets. <laughs> Fabio was from Rome, <laughs> and he was a vegetarian dog, which was funny because, of course, you know, he got into everything that he wasn't supposed to then. Mm-hmm. He was a dog that came back for multiple chapters. Some dogs were just there for one chapter, and then they went their separate ways okay. or whatever the case may be. Sure. She, her mom keeps wanting her to get a real job, so there's a little bit of that in there. She does end up marrying Finley, and they start a life, and they get a dog, which was also very funny, because they over-treat their dog, which if you've had a dog, know that that can happen very easily. (laughs) Yes. So Mabel gets fat. So then, you know, what kind of an ad are you sending if your dog is fat and you're the dog walker? So that part I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Okay, she um, also meets someone called the principal. So she has a reputation later on in the book as a well-known dog walker in the city. So she has to sign a disclosure that she won't say whose dog she's walking. That was also funny. She also got into a situation where there were a number of people and the dog walker was overstepping their bounds, so she had to deal with that because she was the owner. And so it really was, it really ended up being a business for her. Sure. And how she managed it and hired people. And one of the dogs later on, he has many chapters, does pass away Mm -hmm. of old age. And. The parts with him and his dog dog walker's name was um, Tom. And Tom was kind of a guy that didn't really know what he was doing with his life and decided, hey, I could be a dog walker. So he started doing it and ended up loving it. And the chapters with with him and the the dog were my favorite just because of the things that they did and the adventures that they went on and stuff like that. So. It's a it's a fun book. I really liked it. I was kind of surprised. I know I had it on my list, but you know I have seven hundred and fifty books on my <laughs> list, so wasn't quite sure where it came from. But it was a memoir, so this is what happened to her, and this was her experience. Oh, true story. I like that. Yeah. So a little bit different than our than our other things. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have a bunch of other ones too. But I let's think we have a go. bunch in common. Yeah. yeah. So we can jump on over to yours. Okay. So I'm going to briefly mention a bunch that we've already talked about in the past. But if you haven't listened to all of our episodes, this might be brand new for you. Number one, Ten Thousand Doors of January by Alex E. Harrow. This is a kind of an all ages type book. It's ageless and timeless and fantasy sci-fi type of a book adventure about a young girl and her dog and the dog's name is bad but it's short for sinbad and everybody in the book calls him bad the dog does not die there's a little bit in the beginning where you think he might but he pulls through and he makes it through the whole story and it's about her adventures going through these doors and trees and caves and various different types of portals to different worlds and she's trying to reunite her family so it's a really good story it's one of my favorites it's way up there with my my grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry so it's right up there at the top with that one and it's just a little girl on an adventure with her dog so i love that one 
We've also talked about lessons in chemistry multiple times by Bonnie Garmus about the dog 630, who I think was our favorite character in the book. Yes. (laughs) And 630 does not die. And I want more books about 630. So, Bonnie, if you're listening, please write more. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That was a fun book about chemistry and food preparation and sexism in what was it the 60s 70s 50s 60s 70s in pretty much all fields because she worked in chemistry and then she did tv she's a single mom she's got a genius child and a genius dog and it's about found family yes which is one of our favorites yes (laughs) (laughs) and since i already mentioned it my grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry by frederick bachman who comes up in every episode Elsa has a dog she adopts, kind of. His name, he is called a Worse, W-U-R-S-E. And it's he's kind of like as big as a dire wolf. He's ginormous. And she goes on these adventures because her grandmother's passed away. And the grandmother has a bunch of letters that she wants Elsa to deliver to various different people in their lives, apologizing for all the bad things that she did. And she did a lot of bad things, but she did them for good reasons. So this is Elsa's adventure, trying to get to know her grandma. And the worse, he does pass away. It ripped my heart out and tore it into shreds and then threw it back in my face. It was that bad. (laughs) It was was really bad because I totally didn't want him to die and he dies. So that's your warning. But it's, it's a fabulous book. I can't say enough. It's a Bachman book. It is. So he always like kind of then circles it back around. Yeah. And And everybody is redeemed and it's, it's just, it's really lovely. It's one of those that I'll read over and over again. I also talked about Once There Were Wolves by Charlotte McConaughey. This is the one where a group of biologists are reintroduced, or not, I always say that. A group of biologists are introducing a pack of wolves to the Scottish Highlands where there have never been wolves, but the environment's perfect for it. It's about the conflicts between the local farmers and the wolves and the local farmers and the biologists who are defending the wolves. There's some violence. There's all kinds of magical realism, environmentalism. There's some science-y stuff in there. But the, the main character is Inti, and she's there with her twin sister, Aggie. And they've just come from Alaska, and something happened in Alaska, and they both have PTSD. So Aggie never leaves the home where they're staying, and Inti is starting to question whether she's losing her mind or not. There's a lot lot of heaviness in this book, just to be warned, and some of the wolves do die. Not all of them, but some. Under the Whispering Door by T.J. Klune. The dog, another dog named Apollo. Um, I can't tell you if... Apollo dies or doesn't die because he's already dead. He's a ghost. Yes. So, <laughs> which made him so fun, though. Yes. And still had all the dog-like characteristics. Exactly. So. And I'll be honest with you, when I when I was reading this book, I was picturing Zero from Nightmare Before Christmas. I literally pictured Zero floating around as Apollo in that in that book. So um, it's a subtle gay love story. It's about Wallace who dies and he's taken to this tea shop. It, like the Hugo's there. Yeah. Hugo's there and Hugo is the guy who's supposed to help him accept that he's dead and help him to cross over. Yes. And it doesn't happen so easily. 
Wallace, I think, resists it a lot. And it's just a lovely story about all these quirky characters and how well they work together. And it's just really beautiful. Um, yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, the cast of characters was... Was fantastic. Yes, and Apollo among them. <laughs> yes. All right, some things I haven't talked about. Daily Coyote by Shreve Stockton is an older book. It is nonfiction. It is the story of a woman who drove across country on her her Vespa. She drove across country on her Vespa, and when she was going through the area around Tensleep, Wyoming, she fell in love with the area. She got to New York, and she decided, eh, I'm going to move back to Wyoming and start a life there. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's truly in the middle of nowhere. There's some mountains in that, but anyway, so she ends up renting a house and she wants to start a farm and she the the guy who she's renting the property from he works for the fish and game i think it is and he's out there killing coyotes when farmers complain about them and one day he kills all the coyotes in a den except for one and one of the pups and he brings it home to her and he doesn't know why he's doing it he's just like shreve would love this dog i don't know why and he brings her a coyote pup and she of course says absolutely i'll take it <laughs> i'm so excited to have a coyote pup and she names him charlie and it's all about her adventures with charlie and what it's like to raise a coyote and live with a coyote in wyoming so that was a, a beautiful book and it's been around for a long time. Charlie does not die in the book, but he did die in real life about a year or two ago. So um, there's a blog. She's got other books. It's it's just oh. a lovely story. A little different here, we have Mongrel by Stephen Graham Jones. This is about a family of werewolves. They do not die. This is not a dying dog book. <laughs> this is about a teen boy who hasn't yet changed into a werewolf and doesn't know if he's going to. He's been being raised by his aunt and uncle, who are werewolves. His grandfather dies, so they take custody of him. And then something happens, and they're on the run, and they're living in the deep south. And they're just trying to figure out if he's ever going to change or not. And the whole book is, maybe you will, maybe you won't. And then the aunt and uncle are constantly changing and changing back. And it kind of gives you a, a feel of what it might be like to be a werewolf and what it might be like to be in a family of werewolves and not be one. So that was it was kind of fun to learn that family history and all that there. And not too creepy. <clears throat> It, no, he it does, was. He does. He writes sometimes. horror. Yeah. yeah, he does write horror, and I thought it was funny. Okay, <laughs> it, it was one that uh, there's some gross stuff in it. Um, the uncles off, yeah, you know, killing animals and that, and the corpses, and for some reason the townsfolk decide that it's a Bigfoot. And so they, they're they're on a hunt for Bigfoot, and he's like, "Oh, I'll help you." <laughs> they don't know. That they're hunting Bigfoot with a werewolf, and it's just hilarious. So there's a lot of fun situational comedy in it, and it is dark, but it's it's a great book. Someone recommended to me that I read the book Stay by Allie Larkin, and I'll tell you, I I have mixed feelings about this book. I will always remember it, so that's a good one. The dog in it is his name is Joe, and he's a solid black German Shepherd, and. Van, short for Savannah, she gets him online one day in a drunken stupor after watching Rin Tin Tin episodes um, because her two best friends are getting married. And she's been in love with 
the guy and her he's marrying her best friend so she's kind of upset about this and she gets drunk and buys a dog from slovakia <laughs> and the dog doesn't speak english he only knows commands he's slovak so um it's a love story it's one of it's a romance so you've you've got to it's, it goes like happy ending, all these things go wrong, and everything gets worked out beautifully mm-hmm. in the end. But the dog is fantastic. <laughs> There's a lot of like complicated relationships and working out that history. So if you're a romance person or a German Shepherd person, but there was a really good point in the book, and it made me think, and this is why I will probably never forget it. She makes this, um, th- this comparison so... One year for us is seven years for dogs, right? And I know that that's not like time stretches or or shrinks for dogs. But she says, so if you're gone all day for 12 hours, is that like 84 hours for a dog? If you're gone, just go to work for 12 hours. Are you like gone for three and a half days to the dog? Is that why they freak out so much? Is that why they're so excited when you return? Yeah. That's an interesting So I I was like, I wonder what it's like to be a dog and to have someone leave for so long. You don't have a concept of time. What if it is really, really long? But that's also the best part about having a dog is (laughs) they are so excited. When you get home, they're like, you're back. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, nobody, no human usually treats you that well. No. No (laughs) one. It's that unconditional love that makes them so adorable and beloved to us. Yes. Uh, I also read Fairy Tale by Stephen King as a recommendation from another staff member. Uh, Oh, wait. Oh, so in Stay, the dog does not die. And in Fairy Tale, the dog does not die. So I've got a whole bunch with the dog not dying. (laughs) <laughs> you did much better than me. Uh-huh, clearly. <laughs> I think because that's one of my um my things I try to avoid is dogs dying. Yes. Um there is a website too you can go to doesthedogdie.com and check and see as your warning. And it's pretty legit too. Yeah, it is. I mean, they go into good detail. Get some good information on there. Yeah. So, uh fairy tale is about a young man. I think he's 17 or 18. He's He's, you know, on the cusp of adulthood and he's taking care of his neighbor. Neighbor dies. He inherits the dog radar. And she also is a German shepherd, a big German shepherd. And she's old and she's dying. And he also inherits the land and a portal to another world. So here comes the Stephen King part. (laughs) (laughs) In the other world, there's a sundial that works as a fountain of youth. But in order to get to it, you have to go through all of these like fairy tale type situations. And you've got a royal family that's been ousted and they're living on the outskirts. And there's a scourge across the land called the Grey. And everybody has like handicaps and things that they're dealing with. They're not they're not able to live their best life. And he's got to get through all these people and get through the castle to get to the sundial to help save his dog. So, and then he gets captured and there's like, it's an adventure. It is an adventure and it is um, fantasy, sci-fi. There's some horror stuff in it. And it's just kind of a a really good read. And the dog's okay in the end. Perfect. (laughs) Yes. And she's lovely. The Mountaintop School of Dogs. School for Dogs, sorry. By Ellen Cooney. This has a lot of dogs in it. None of them die. It's about Evie, who is in, she's um, a recovering drug addict, and she ditches 
her recovery place to join the sanctuary and learn how to train dogs. It's a, it's a rescue for dogs and it's not your normal rescue. They go on these mission impossible type. (laughs) (laughs) There's, they steal, they basically break into places, steal dogs and run away with them to rescue them from bad abusive situations. And sometimes people get hurt. Nobody's been killed yet so far. And these are ex-nuns who run it. So <laughs> so wait, this is fiction though, right? Yeah, sorry. We're, this we're one's fiction. fiction. Yeah. Because when you first started talking, I was like, oh, I've never heard anything about this. This is kind of a cool concept. Yeah. And then as you kept talking, I was like, wait a minute. I need to clarify something here. Okay. Yeah. So nuns, they steal stuff. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's all about second chances all of the people in the village they're all a bunch of quirky characters and the nuns who run things they they're not really big characters in the book it's mostly evie and um a couple other people from who are involved there and the dogs and the dogs are damaged and they deserve a second chance just as much as the people do and so it's how they all work with the dogs to help them get over whatever it is that they're damaged from so it's lovely it's yes. really actually a lovely book that sounds good so there are a couple of series too we've got the writer creed series okay. by alex Kaba. he is a, a another dog trainer and he rescues and retrains dogs to do drug sniffing and um cadaver sniffing and bomb sniffing and all of that kind of stuff in the whole series is it's, he's got quite a few books in it and it starts off the first book the dog sniffs out a girl who's a drug mule, and he he kind of rescues her from her captors and takes her home, and she passes all of the balloons, and he tries to protect her, and it's him against this Colombian cartel. Oh. So it's not as intense as it sounds. There's, I mean, there's some intensity in it, but it it, it kind of wraps up quickly. Okay. So you're not... You're not on edge for a lot of the time. And the dogs are fantastic. So there you go. <laughs> they do Perfect. not die. They are all safe and sound in the end. Um, you read this as well, I think. Dog on it, the Chet and Bernie Chet series. And, Bernie. and there's a bunch of those. Oh, yes. They're kind of fun. Yeah, they are kind of fun. This is Spencer Quinn's series about uh, Bernie is a private investigator and it's his dog Chet. But the fun thing is, it's written from Chet's perspective. <laughs> Chet does not die, obviously. He is the narrator throughout the yes. whole series. He, he, he goes through all of them. Yes. And it's it's kind of fun. It's, it's a mystery. It's written very simplistically. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit far-fetched, but it's still endearing and, you know, sweet. And, and it's great because if Chet doesn't understand what's going on in a situation, you don't either. You just have to <laughs> go along with Chet. And, and sometimes Chet's listening, and then all of a sudden it's like, squirrel! And his attention gets called away, or he just falls asleep in the middle of a conversation, so you don't get the end of it. That's that's what makes those kind of fun, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right, yeah, that's the dog. Yeah, so it's it's cutesy, and it's fun, and it's a good mystery. Um, There's another one. I thought I had read these, but I apparently haven't. The Andy Carpenter series by David Rosenfeld. It's um, Tara is the dog, and he's another investigator. I don't know what it is about investigators and dogs. They feel like they go together. Yeah, I guess so. It seems like 20 or 30 years ago it was cats. 
Yes. The cat who did this, the cat who did that, and yes. now it's dogs. So everybody gets their turn. turned. Exactly. <laughs> um, the one series that I um, read, I've read a number of them, it's by Rita Mae Brown. Oh, yeah. And it's Mrs. Murphy. Mm-hmm. So it's the cat is the main character, but Tucker is the dog. <laughs> and so Tucker and Mrs. Murphy are often guiding Harry, the human, into discovering <laughs> what she needs to discover. Uh-huh. And I've enjoyed those, too. And yeah. Those are, you know, just kind of fun characters. They, sure. They have other animals that are also have oh, speaking roles in the in the books, but those kind of go along more mm-hmm. with the Chet and Bernie one, I think, is because the animals are narrating part yeah. of it. They're giving you the lowdown on what's really going on right. that Harry doesn't notice. <laughs> Figures they're fun. <laughs> And there's a number of those. There's, yeah. There's a number of those in that series. Well, we don't really want to discriminate discriminate against other animals or other pets, but dogs are very prevalent in a lot of books these days, so mm-hmm. it was just easy to pick man's best friend. Yes. But I did I did expand it to include werewolves and coyotes and wolves. <laughs> yes, the greater dog family. Yes, the canines, yes. indeed. <laughs> have any other ones or I have you... a couple more okay um no ordinary dog you may have heard of Cairo this is a book by Will Chesney nonfiction. Mm-hmm. it's almost a memoir but it okay. um like the first quarter of the book is all about him going through Navy SEAL training and becoming oh. a SEAL and then deciding that he wants to be a dog handler and learning how to be a dog handler and then finally getting Cairo and like 40 percent of the way through the book so Cairo and Will are on SEAL Team 6. They're part of the SEAL Team 6 who took down Osama bin Laden. <laughs> so, yeah. That's cool. It's an interesting story, and there's a lot of Navy SEAL stuff in it that I found fascinating. Okay. The dog herself was awesome. She's a Belgian Malinois, and I had no idea how intense these dogs are. <laughs> And how much, how smart they are and how how much um, stimulation they need and yes. all of that. She's, it was fascinating to learn about what Belgian, Belgian Malinois are like as dogs. Well, and just training a dog for something specifically sure. like that. Like, my dog can sit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe come when call. I mean, uh-huh. when, then when you read about dogs like this that are doing all these amazing things... I feel the same way about dogs that are like can sniff out bombs or or sniff or or know that if their human is having a seizure or yes. something like that. That just boggles my mind I know. how these dogs do that. So I'm sure you had a little bit of that in that book too. Yeah, just absolutely. How crazy. She knew the bad guys. She knew who they were automatically. Like I how do you, that's part of the problem with Afghanistan. How do you know who the good guys and bad guys are? Yeah. So it was it was a really interesting read. She gets old. She does pass away in the book, but she lives this really amazing life. And you don't feel as bad about it because it's like it was as perfect of, as it could have been. And part of life. Yes. And they That's... both ended up coming home with PTSD. So there's a lot of talk about what dog PTSD looks like and what human PTSD looks like. Yeah. So, yeah. That would be interesting, too. Yeah. In that vein... I also read, and I've talked about it before, War Dogs by Rebecca Frankel. 
and this is about military working dogs again. So it's about all different dogs. It's a whole bunch of short stories on the history of military working dogs. I guess the army was the first branch to finally take on dogs as they call they classify them as weapons, which kind of breaks my heart. They're not soldiers, they're weapons. Yeah. So, and this was more about handlers getting really attached to their dogs and not treating them as weapons. Yeah, go figure. How could you not? <laughs> right. <laughs> So that one was a little harder to swallow just because of how callous it seems. But um, yes. no ordinary dog was a little bit more sensitive to that kind of stuff. And I don't know if that's a branch difference. Or yeah. just, yeah, just the training that you're doing. Right. Or the the purpose. Right. Those are dogs with a purpose more than dogs yes. as a pet. Yes. Like my dog is definitely a pet. Your dog has never had she a job. She has never had to do anything. <laughs> But Slacker. even like therapy dogs, I think yeah. of them too. They have their job. Right. But then when you take their harness off, then they're just a dog. Right. So, you know, training them to to hear those differences or to know those differences yeah. is interesting as well. It blows my mind. We have We have a patron who comes in regularly and she has epilepsy. And she brings her dog into the library while she's here. And apparently the, she'll have an epileptic seizure and she'll drop and... Sometimes she wakes up and she doesn't even know that it's happened, but the dog alerts her so she knows to take it easy, to relax, how she got where she is or whatever. It's it's not just like, okay, this happened to you, I'm letting you know, but it's comforting. Yeah, It's amazing. And it's so cool that those dogs are trainable for that. Well, and think of all of the comfort dogs that are around now. Right. Like when we hear of tragic things happening and they bring in the dogs mm-hmm. or... It's just situations like that, just that they have that ability to just be. Yeah. And I think in all of our stories, that's what appealed to the people. Yeah. Is that the dog could just be there. Yeah. And how much their lives changed for the better because they had a dog in it. They had that purpose, too. Yeah. Yeah. Good topic. Yeah. This was, this was kind of fun. Well, I have two more, and I don't you really know do. if I want to include them because they're, they're kids' books, but they're rip-your-heart-out kind of books. Oh. So the first one's Love That Dog by Sharon Creech. And the dog, oh. it's about a boy named Jack whose teacher makes... Uh, the teacher has this poetry unit that they're working on, and the kids are supposed to write poems, and Jack hates poetry. So she's kind of forcing him to write poems, and he's digging deeper and deeper and deeper with each poem. And you get to the end, and he writes about a tragedy in the family where he lost a dog. So that one hurt. Yeah. That one hurt a lot. Yeah, that's, that's um, a tough one. Yes. That's a chapter book if you want to go down that road. And then... This is a picture book. It's for little, little ones. And I'll tell you, I I never heard about this book until one of our coworkers did a story time with this book and read it aloud to the group. And I was there doing photography for the, the program. And all of the parents, myself, the librarian reading the book, we were all sobbing. <laughs> it was terrible. So this is the book Before You Were Born by Maribeth Boltz. And the dog... Well, there's there's actually two dogs, but you don't get to the end with the second dog. Okay. You have to wait till the end for the second dog. And it's about a boy talking to his newly adopted dog, imagining what his life might have been like before he was adopted. Oh. 
Did you have a home? Were you fed? Did they treat you well? Just kind of like wondering what his life was. And then in the end, you find out that he just lost his own dog. And gone. Just gone. I was like, oh! it was terrible. So broke my heart, but still lovely. And all of the kids who were there for the story time loved the book and they didn't understand why everybody was so sad. He's, they're yeah. like, he has a new dog. Yeah. Well, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay that that's what their focus right? was. And also life happens exactly. and families have pets and families are often having to deal with yeah. the passing of a pet. Yes. And that's, you know, if you can find some picture books that can help ease that, yeah. that's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we have so many dog books and hopefully there's something in there for everybody. <laughs> there is definitely a lot in there for us and exactly. it was hard to limit ourselves, but we did it. <laughs> we, we tried our best. We did. <laughs> <laughs> and we gave a little variety. Yes, we, we did. It was kind of all over the place. And, yeah, that was good. Yeah. And there's also, you know, if you really want to go back to Winn-Dixie and Old Yeller right. and Where the Red Fern Grows. Yeah. I mean, those are all kind of like the classic ones that uh-huh. maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't. Maybe you, you know, spoiler alert, those are usually sad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but those are also books that I remember reading growing sure. up, too. So there's, yeah. there's something with that, too. Yeah. Classics, I think... Um, People end up getting exposed to those at an early age. Mm-hmm. So I, I wasn't too keen on including all of the stuff that school made you read when you were in fifth grade. Exactly. <laughs> I think we all read uh, White Fang or, yeah. or something along sounder, those lines. There was a Sounder or something Yeah, like that. there have been so many. There were. That's... And it seems like the dogs, some got treated well and some didn't. And I yes. I just wanted to stick with modern, Let's go modern with books this time. Happier. Yeah, most. Well, not all, but yes, most. 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 Dogs make More us happy. Current. Yeah, More current books. <laughs> so if you have a love of dogs, hopefully we manage to make you feel like you have friends with us. We are we are dog lovers, all of us here. Um, and if you ever need a dog fix, please come to our library because it seems like we've got a dog here almost every day. Yes, we do. <laughs> very fun yes okay tana thank you so much for your dog books and i'm sure i will see you again soon sounds good have a good day and that brings our first episode of the stacks to a close we hope you'll join us next time for more recommendations in different genres maybe even different media my name is nikki and the stacks is coming to you from the round lake area public library in round lake illinois the end